Hey everybody, this is James and Marco and Nabil and this is the Movie Pals podcast, podcast number 78. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching. We have a little mini review of the Studio Ghibli film Whisper of the Heart and then our main review of the new somewhat rom-com uh, movie from Hulu, Palm Springs. So without further ado, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? Okay, so I think I started with Nabil last time, so let's switch it up today, and let's start with Mr. James. What have you been watching? Let's start with Drew here. (laughs) He was like, who's he going to start with? I don't know. It's Drew. He's like... Uh, let's start with me. Up. Fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> so I watched I watched a couple of things here. I told you guys uh, my nieces were over, so we watched the original Star Wars trilogy and all the jazz. Mm, but the Star um, That's there the are best trilogy. two quick things I want to bring up here uh, that I did end up watching. I finally got around to watching the Harley Quinn cartoon series on DC Universe, season one. Awesome. And uh, just a brief one. It, it's basically a, like a rated R version of um, the har- character Harley Quinn. This time it's voiced by um, Kaylee Cuoco. So it's basically about Harley. She breaks up with the Joker, who um, basically, you know, as we all know, kind of just uses her in all the things. And it's, it's basically her realizing, like, man, this guy's a piece of shit. And the funny thing is, is basically she's trying to... First season, basically, she's trying to join, like, the Legion of Doom, I guess, or whatever. Um, I think they call it something different. That's why, but I think it's a Legion of Doom. Yeah, and yeah. she basically is teaming Doom up Legion. with like Poison Ivy, voiced by Lake Bell, uh, Doctor Psycho, uh, voiced by Tony Hale, uh, King Shark, Ron Funches does the voice, and then Clayface, uh, Alan Tudyk does that one too. He does a couple <laughs> things. Uh, Sorry, so I've the, seen some the show, it's the show itself. I would say is um, really funny. By the way. Super funny. I actually caught myself laughing quite a bit. It, it reminds me of um, like a mix of like uh, like an Archer and DC Comics, I guess, if that makes sense. Like yeah, I, I heard it also. It, it almost feels kind of like a rated R continuation of the animated series to a point. That's some, that's uh, some of the things I've heard. Nah, I would say no. James said no. That's I would say no. I mean, they make some references to it to a point, but it's not part of the same universe. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, I don't mean it's like they're connected. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like a distance. It's like a branch of it, yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Because that ends pretty well itself. I would say this is just like a... I don't know. It, it, it's a branch of its own thing. Yeah. Uh, look at it as an original show, and I think, for the most part, it it nails most of the things here. It's funny, too. Like, uh, Commissioner Gordon's like an alcoholic and shit like that. <laughs> and um batman is batman's okay he shows up a couple times but you know the main focus isn't on him yeah. so that's that's kind of the cool thing he's got other crimes to fight guys yeah and li- there's little subplots like poison ivy starts dating like kite man and shit like that it's it's kind of <laughs> hilarious and i like this is her the show whole... they got the uh that that joke at the end of um which one the harley quinn movie the post credit scene I do not remember. I can spoil it if you want. Uh, go ahead. I don't. I don't yeah, care. The, uh, it's it starts off with Harley Quinn saying, "Did you know Batman?" F-, and they cut it off. But oh. She's supposed to say Batman fucks bats. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, yeah, yeah they bring it up. It's kind of a running joke. Yeah, like that's the why they had season. it in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Because uh, season two, they don't really. It's pretty much gone. Because there's a total difference in season two. I'm halfway through season two, so nice. not quite done with it yet. 
I think it's worth a watch. I think Kaylee Coco does really well as Harley Quinn doing the voice. I know some people were kind of against it at first because they wanted the original chick that did it in the animated ones because she has kind of that um, classic voice to it, I guess. But it didn't bother me. I liked everyone. I like King Shark a lot too, by the way. Where, where so. are you watching this on? Is this on the DC or on uh, HBO Max? Uh, it's on DC Universe. This is one of their exclusive shows, but uh, both seasons will be on HBO Max in late August, I believe. So, uh, and as of right now, there's only two seasons. They haven't. They they're trying to get a third season, but they might not. So this might be only two. So we shall see. But they haven't canceled or anything, so there's a high chance it could come back for one more. So sweet. Other than that, I did see the movie Good Time finally, which I've been meaning to watch for three years. And this is uh, from the Safdie brothers, Benny and Josh, who also recently did the um, Adam Sandler film Uncut Gems, which, as you guys know, I think I talked about it before in here, I was not a big fan of, because it made me want to, it gave, gave me like anxiety, a lot of I guess. anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is the point of the film, but, you know, I don't like feeling that way. So this one stars Robert Pattinson as this uh, criminal named Connie uh it's like Nikus, Nikus, Nike, Nikaz, something like that. I think they're they, Greek. They don't say it. <laughs> yeah, they say it only <laughs> once. They really just rely on their first names. That's why, like Connie and Nick, basically is how they go. Because his brother Nick, who's played by Benny Safdie, by the way, the uh, one of the directors of the movie, he's um, handicapped. And basically, Connie and Connie loves his brother Nick, but he brings him along for a robbery. And long story short, they get caught, or Nick gets caught. And Connie, who's played with Robert Pattinson, kind of runs off and has to figure a way to get his brother out of prison because he shouldn't even be there to begin with. Connie really just brought him in. And basically, the movie goes through this story of how Connie has to find the money. It all takes place in one night of like trying to get his brother out and the people he comes across. And although it's really well done, it is a drama and it kind of shows you the shittier side of like crime i guess i don't really know where i'm going with this one (laughs) dude connie's not a good person basically he's a piece of shit and and he kind of realizes it by the end and i think it he kind of puts his brother in a bad position but for the most part i liked where it was going it's one of those movies that does really well with setting the tone very much like uncut gems but it's not as you know in your face i think this time around uh robert pattinson is great in this movie he is totally different it's insane and like how changed he's gone from Twilight movies to this now, you know? And a solid movie. I liked it a lot. I was happy because um, people had hyped up Uncut Gems and this movie. So I was like, man. And I didn't like Uncut Gems. So I was like, I wonder if I'm not going to like this one too. So I'm glad I liked it. It's really good. And no, uh, truthfully, I've been meaning to check that one out too. Yeah. Uh, Benny Safdie, who plays Nick, is a he's a pretty good actor, man. I got to say, I was like, dang. It's he's you know he's the director of this and Uncut Gems so with along with his brother so it's like man that guy acts pretty damn good dude. It's on uh, Netflix right? Yeah, it's currently streaming yeah. on Netflix. I'll check it out. So because uh, I think it was on there before and got removed. So it did for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I would check it out sooner than later. Uh, it's it's it was really solid. I liked the use of colors they have in here. There's a lot of times there's like neon colors, lots of reds, oranges, and um, it really just kind of shows you just what you'll do to for family and then realizing and it, it it's hard to root for connie because he's such a piece of shit deep down inside yeah. but it's kind of hilarious at the same time too so good stuff man i'll have <laughs> yeah. to check it out i'll have to check yeah. out good I'd, time i'd hardly i'd hardly recommend it i'd, I'd highly <laughs> recommend it sorry i was trying to be funny 
Uh, that's it. That's all uh, we'll talk about there today. Just because to, nice. we're kind of keep it kind of short. So for sure. What about you, Mister Nabil? What have you been watching? Well, I've watched uh, a new Netflix film that just came out. Uh, okay, week. cool. <laughs> and so on to me. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. He's moved on, guys. We're done. <laughs> it's been uh, too long. I watched the film called The Old Guard that came out on Netflix, starring a covert team of immortal mercenaries that are suddenly exposed. Uh, they got to find a way to keep their identity secret, but apparently they have a new member in their ranks um, while they're trying to do that. Star Charlie Theron is Andy, uh, Kiki Lane is Niall, and the name I can never pronounce, which is I think is Chuidal Ejafor as Copley. Chuidal Ejafor, bro? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Yes, that's what I was trying to say. That the guy from Twelve Years a Slave. Yes, that Batman. I can't. I can't laugh too hard at this because I botch names all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, before we learned how to say Mahershala Ali, it was kind of hard for me to say it too. <laughs> He's like, "What is your name?" Uh, the, the film's great. Uh, it's a lot of action. Um, really, it it is. The, it, there's definitely some some moments of slow pace. Uh, parts where they're just kind of mm-hmm. dialogue um, but the script is is very solid it's a like a little over two hours the movie which i was kind of uh dreading saying oh this is gonna be just a long movie with like one or two good action scenes but I mean, it's based on the comic right yeah it is based on yeah. the comics the story is pretty interesting on how they do the immortal thing on um charlie saron is is the eldest of the group so she's been around the longest and um you don't get to see much of everybody's history just get a taste of it but i think they give you enough time with at least andy charlie sterone's character and niall the new character geeky lane um and their backstory a bit which is great um the there there are another four members um three of which you kind of see more often but there isn't a lot of backstory given to them um you just kind of see that they have a, a relationship and see their connection. So there's not a lot of growth with those characters and you don't feel too much for them. I got a little confused about halfway through the film about uh, some of their relationships and wondering, well, wait, they're, they're cool with each other or not? Or is it just because they're all mortal, they have to be nice to each other? I don't, I don't, I don't but really you get like that. this. Yeah. This, the, the, what the selling point of this film is the action. The mm-hmm. fight scenes are really intense there. Everybody's got like a unique fighting style too. And you can definitely see how well that was choreographed. Um, the they there's a fight scene in an airplane. There's a fight scene underground with like a gung fu kind of thing, like uh, uh, John Wick. They've got uh, fight scenes off of high buildings. It's a lot of very heavy martial arts, which I really did enjoy that part of it because um, you don't you see those and they're not always very well choreographed in um, action films. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah, so that's it's a really unique take on on how they were doing, it. and they're taking elements of the different fighting styles that these people would have been um, involved with based off of their history. Um, the story itself, definitely, you could see an obvious villain that comes up in the film. Like it's it's not much of a plot twist, but and and especially how it ends, it's like okay, I guess that's that's uh, fine. But what is interesting is is learning more about the characters. They definitely set the film up for like a sequel. If they wanted to go that way, and you do kind of want to get to know more about their history and what's going to happen, um, so I wouldn't say it's like the best action film I've ever seen, but definitely uh, would have been like a, a uh, I'd say probably a good hit. And if it was out in the theaters, it's probably and that probably is why I liked it more than I think I did because we haven't had like a lot of you know 
solid action films or any kind of little films that's come out on uh, online right now. So with everything that's going on. So uh, seeing this definitely kind of made me miss watching a film in, in the theaters. So but Netflix has kind of been on top of it with yeah, they've been Spencer Confidential, Extraction, and all this. You like the action, so, yeah. though? Yeah, the action is definitely yeah. the We were going to originally so. maybe review this last time, or for this one, I think, between the two. Yeah. So It was between this one and that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said it's good, because it's on my queue. I mean, obviously, I'll get to it eventually, but it, it's um, I've heard really mixed things on it, so... Yeah, definitely. And a lot of it is the length, I guess, because it goes on a little too long. I guess. It's it's a bit long in some yeah. in some parts, but uh, when you get to the action scene, it gets pretty exciting. You just kind of cool. want to see how that goes. That um, was kind of so my yeah. complaint with um, Extraction too. Like the Netflix movies, they just don't know how to like edit them down to fix the pace. That's my that's been one thing I've been noticing with the Netflix movies. I like the Extraction's pace though. Yeah, I thought Extraction was good, but also yeah, they're there to keep you long, in though. in the seat. And so continue watching, Marco. They don't want you leaving. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. What else you see? Uh, That's the old guard. I've also uh, watched a a series recently that's also on Netflix called New Girl. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that show. Uh, Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, starring Zoe Deschanel. I have. Yeah, yeah. I uh, saw most of it, I think. Or maybe all of it. I'd never, I'd never watched it before. I've seen bits and pieces on when it was out on Fox. It it's, came out in 2011 and ended on 2018. It had like seven seasons. Basically, the show is about uh, Zoe Deschanel's character, Jess Day, who um, is a bit quirky. Um, she moves into an apartment with three guys that um, also have very weird uh, traits to themselves. <laughs> and course, you just are kind of them hanging <laughs> yeah, out. of course. <laughs> so after all the hub was over, what else did you watch? <laughs> They changed immediately. Just look at each other. <laughs> They're like, really? Okay. I don't know what description you're reading, but I like this. Keep going, sir. Excuse me while I mute my mic. <laughs> and, no, you know, they, that's they the whole point of the show. The I know, yeah, I know. it's a, it's I've a seen quirky. A um, it's it's funny. I was surprised. I didn't think I was gonna like it much, but watching it, I've found it quite entertaining i'm finding myself laughing a lot uh jake johnson's character nick miller is i feel like i though i'm nothing like him i also feel like i can relate to every part of his issues because he's kind of always grumpy and down on his luck and is not living up to his potential but at the same time really doesn't want to live up to his potential doesn't want to do anything that anybody wants him to do oh so so the same character he plays in everything yeah, he is. I see. He's on this other show called Stumptown, and he's basically that character, but owns a bar. Right, let's be cops. Same mm-hmm. exact thing. Jurassic World. Okay. <laughs> Yikes! I know a little bit about him. Typecast. Um, I mean, he plays that role really well, though. He does. He does. But you're he's only on end. what the first season? Uh, yeah, I think I'm almost. It changes the first bit. season. Yeah, and I assume this much. I uh, there's a lot more. Uh, they do really well. I think with just relating with the characters it's not like a standard like a three camera sitcom where you're just kind of you know filling out what's happening today kind of situation there's actually growth in every episode with the characters i feel you know they didn't have to try to find that footing three seasons in to finally make you care about what's happening next um Mm -hmm. and it's so yeah uh i think that that's really what's gotten it and the jokes is still writing's just really good i think it's hilarious every episode i'm finding something that is funnier than the last so i'm definitely looking forward to to binge into that show. So what about you, Marco? What have you been watching? I ended up finishing The Boys Season 1, the Amazon Prime Video original show about superheroes. 
It's uh, actually pretty short. It's only eight episodes. I didn't know this. I was expecting a full 10 or 12 episodes, but no, it's just uh, eight episodes. Easy watch. And, and by the very... way, quick correction. Last week I said it was September. It's actually the new season comes out this week, July 31st. Yeah. My bad. That No, that, that's right. People you... corrected me, and I was like, okay, assholes, I'll bring it up. So <laughs> here you go. My bad. I thought it was September. I fucking saw it once. So it's July thirty no, first. Whoop, dude! No, because I saw that date too. You, so you're I not saw alone. September something. So I must yes. have seen something else, or no. I was just blitzed. Maybe they brought head. it in because no, my brother and I looked it up, and it said September also. So you're not alone. Was it? They, was must, that have, they must have changed it recently because no, of you're just COVID. being nice to me. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but my bad. I really liked this show. It was definitely hyped for me, so that's why I took so long to watch it. But um, I'm glad I eventually did come around and ended up giving it a shot because I really enjoyed it. Uh, the treatment of the superheroes is done very well. Like I said, it's very much like a real world what if if superheroes were in our world. But it, they do it differently than Watchmen or BVS does. It, they're treated more like um, company property, more like celebrities uh and sports athletes where everyone just idolizes them they're used as product placement um so overall satisfying though compared to when you because last time you talked about it too that you'd watch what two or three episodes i think i'd only watch like two episodes and man um did the chicks acting get better yeah you know what i complained about aaron moriarty's portrayal of starlight and it does get better you get more of a backstory from her and more exposition and you see where she's coming from. You see her struggle of being the new kid on the block and wanting oh. to impress her veteran superheroes versus trying to keep true to herself and her values and, and wanting to actually be a hero versus these people, the veteran superheroes that she's supposed to look up to and idolize are just nothing but pieces of shit because of the way they're treated. And it's not just that. That doesn't excuse their actions and the horrible things they do. It just sort of helps explain why they are. They are are just overcome with power. And, I mean, if you're given that spotlight and you have literally, like, all these powers... Like, what would stop you from doing and saying whatever the hell you want? Like, there'd be nothing to stop you, really, except for your paycheck. And that's how the companies control them, or the company, Vought, controls them. It's just like, well, your paycheck or, you know, your bonuses. And that's really the only thing that kind of, like, keeps them in line is the fact that they want to get paid. Um, You know, just like some shitty actors or some shitty athletes that, you know, give the sports or the cinema a bad name. You know, it's almost the same way in this aspect. Only, of course, it's it's far worse because they fucking kill people. Spoiler. And they can. Uh, I got to I got to cut in real quick. Okay, so apparently I mixed up six different shows, I guess. (laughs) The Umbrella Academy season two comes out July 31st, guys. (laughs) <laughs> the Boys Season 2 comes out September 4th. There. Now you have the right info. Jesus Christ. God damn it. I knew it was one of them. I was like, which one is it? Yeah, dude, because I swear I saw the September thing also because I, I my I brother thought it was coming out like in August. And I was like, no, dude, I'm pretty sure it's September. And we looked it up. And then, like, yeah, it's September it's the 4th. something. Okay. Yeah. There. Now we, no worries. Now we know. So I can. It's all, it's all good. It's all clear. We're ready for it. Before that one. 
you guys will get to see Homelander going and killing spree all over again. Um, oh, yeah, but the, the take on good versus evil is is also cool because you have like the regular people, like the character of Huey played by Jack Quaid and Butcher by played by Carl Urban, who are supposedly like the the good guys or the villains, depending on your point of view in the storyline. And they're struggling to stand up to these people, but at the same time maintain their their humanity and that's Huey's struggle is trying not to become what he's fighting against and Butcher represents like that going all the way and his name is quite fitting because he's you you'll see <laughs> but um I like its take on that how it's not just good versus evil you you get more of an exposition of the superheroes too and like I said it doesn't excuse their actions but it does help explain them you you see uh the their speedster called a train like he comes off very douchey and stuff like that but as the episodes progress you see his backstory and where his roots are and where he came from but that still doesn't change the fact that he's an asshole and yeah i highly recommend it if you're a fan of the superhero genre or action movies like i said last time um, again, it is super violent, so if you are not one for super gory stuff, then be warned that there are some explicit materials in this show. Uh, aside from that, I also started the FX original crime drama, Fargo. I started season one, which premiered in 2014. Uh, it's streaming on Hulu right now, all first three seasons, I believe, is what they have. Um, yeah, it's very much akin to the movie by the Coen brothers. It's, it even starts off kind of similar to the same where they say like, these are true events, even though it's been discovered that that's not true. Like none of the events that happened in the Fargo movie are true, you know, spoiler, sorry, but you know, it's, it's out there. It's everywhere. Same with the, with the TV show. They just sort of continue that trope and, each season i guess is a is, it's like an anthology like so each season is a self-contained story they have new characters um similar to like american horror story and those types of shows so this one stars billy bob thornton as a character who hasn't been named yet i'm only on like the third episode third or fourth episode but he's just this mysterious character and it also stars martin freeman um bilbo baggins himself as lester nygaard who's uh very kind of similar to the character of the movie where he's very kind of like uh not um not very social he's kind of like a uh he's a loser basically i mean that's what they call him he's very unaccomplished uh nothing's going well for him and he gets himself involved in a situation that sort of spirals down like uh into um crime and involves the police i'm trying like not to spoil what happens but basically it it all gets tied to billy bob thornton's character and lester nygaard working together in this situation that happens and um lester's trying to get help from billy bob thornton but at the same time trying to betray him for what happened and at the same time try to uh, avoid the police who are investigating the situation that happened and also, like, a crime syndicate is involved that's trying to investigate the event that happened as well, too. So all these three store separate storylines are kind of intertwined into this this situation that involved Lester, Lester Nygaard and 
like is what spearheading the story right now. And that's all I got right now from the show from the first two episodes, but they do many homages to the Coen Brothers movie. It's filmed very very similar to to like their type of stuff. Like they they do really great cinematography in this show. Like for the few episodes that I've seen, it's shot very beautifully. They're they have quirky characters similar to like the Coen Brothers movies. Um, even like the crime syndicate that's investigating like what happened send these two guys that are similar to like the guys from Fargo like they have their quirks and they're very weird they also have like little uh, Easter eggs like there's they enter this restaurant and on the sign it says we have a special and it's uh, white Russians from the Big Lebowski and right. I was like oh that's pretty interesting but um, I like it it's very violent uh, so and very gory and very graphic. So I mean, I've been watching a lot of violent shit. I know it's it's just you know what's been entertaining. He's, me so he's far. just numb to it now. Yeah, you got to yeah. Better watch something like happy. I know. I've also been watching some other tamer stuff, but the story <laughs> is very interesting. The dialogue, the characters are written pretty well so far. Um, I haven't checked to see how many episodes are in each season. I think it's about ten. But um, as but I finished, never the first you saw season, these, right? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm what like halfway through the third season third season i think is uh, a little more difficult for me to to get through but yeah first season is is awesome and the story's just it's just like you said just like the movie um very solid story and a good twist at the end definitely i think the way that they were telling the story does give good respects to the uh coen brothers and and the way they're we're telling the story for the movie and that's it's a very good mirror of that and they try to continue that trope for the other two anthologies just the stories do differ with the next uh, each season as well so it's not going to be so. kind of the same thing yeah they all just take place relatively in like the same area in the midwest and you see people um i'm i was impressed by martin freeman's uh midwestern accent because they're in minnesota and he minnesota. does a really good job like i was just kind of thrown back i'm like man like for like a British actor, he's actually really good at American accents. So yeah, Black Panther. Um, yeah, I uh, I I can recommend it right now, especially if you're into crime drama, or if you're a fan of the movie itself. Give it a shot. It's on Hulu. You won't did, be. Disappointed. Did it get canceled? By the way, no, they have no, actually a fourth season as well. Okay. That's for some reason not on FX, and then they. It's been a while done. though since the last one, right? They yeah, haven't done but the fifth one yet. Yeah. yeah, there's an. They do have the ad says that says Fargo returns in 2020. So I don't know when they're going to release it or if it's been released. Yeah. I don't know. Or on FX, that is, because that's where it originally yeah. airs. Uh, mm. Aside from that, just quick shout-outs. I also watched Little Shop of Horrors on HBO Max. It's a musical from the 80s, the Rick Moranis version. And, uh, yeah, still my favorite musical. Some parts haven't aged well. Mm. They actually have the um, director's cut which has the alternate ending because the ending that is in the original movie and theatrical cut is not originally what Frank Oz, Yoda himself, directed. He actually spent $5 million on this alternate ending that he had to end up cutting because test audiences didn't like it. Didn't like it yeah. And so then just gave us a, ch- a cheap knockoff ending that people liked. So I'm kind of glad that HBO Max did that. You just got to go down on the extras to view it. I didn't oh, know this. Good God, sir. <laughs> I was like 30 minutes into the original. I was like, wait a minute, am I watching the right one? And then I was like, oh shit, no, I'm not. So I had to start over. And then also, I saw Total Recall on Netflix, the original one, the Paul Verhoeven 
80, 1990 version. I almost said the 80s version. Ah, ah, I've never, so, I've never yeah, that one. get your get your ass to Mars. Just, and ah, you're not you. <laughs> you're me. And watch that, this, yeah. and you'll get a surprise. And now I'm quoting. Now I'm that, just quoting the movie because I, I love it. Is that based on the Colin Farrell one? <laughs> no. Fuck no, cool. I heard. All right, I watched like the first twenty minutes, and now I turned it off. I was like, "Fuck this, it's trash." And Bill and I saw it. Dude. We saw it. I didn't hate it. It's <laughs> not the first one, but it was good for what. Bill gave me the digital code. Quay. Easily forgettable, though. Unfortunately, Quay. Quay. Sorry. Um, I have an update. I I watched um, forty minutes of Hamilton, and, <laughs> and that's all he's watched. I shut it off. I removed it from my list, and I'm never gonna watch it. I couldn't <laughs> do it, guys. I tried. I, I gave it forty minutes. That's fine, man. It's I not couldn't for stand everyone. it. Yeah. I mean, you guys now, praised it, it last you week. You just don't like. You just don't like plays. Like you won't see the like. If it's a musical and a movie, you you might be open to it. But when you watch a yeah. play, you just can't get into it. Right. That's really what it is. Um, I mean, because you maybe. like musicals. I've seen you listen watch shows. Yeah, like movies no, that are yeah, musicals. obviously, I've, I've talked about it, La La Land, um, all yeah. this shit, right? I've watched, I've watched, I mean, plenty of musicals. But seeing it on a stage, I think, just film. takes it away from you. Not just that, I uh, I didn't like the style. It didn't work for me. I thought it was super cheesy the entire time. So, man, <coughs> see, I he, he took I, I know I'm in the minority, like- but. I've looked it up. Some people have the same opinion. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. No, so yeah, some people feel yeah. like, and they're using the way that it's like, um, the, like the the rap and the hip hop that they use is has been whitewashed and I'm like. It was very mm-hmm. Lin Manuel Miranda. Does that make sense? The entire thing. I mean, in the, the in second well, thing. Yeah. He Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. If you know True, what I mean, but, then you're uh, like, I, okay. I if if I would give it some criticism, I'd say that. Set, Surprisingly enough, his parts were probably like the least that stood out for me. Yeah, I'll say I the same. like I said, I'm um, once again. I only saw forty minutes. I don't know if it gets any better or worse <laughs> if, after that. I mean, if you couldn't make it to the first, 40, I dude, yeah. I got to the part. With, I was like, I was like knocking out again. I was like, holy fuck! I mean, I gave it four tries, dude. Like, I legit. I was like, Jesus, I man. don't. And dude, the thought of watching bad, another though, two hours, bro. Yeah, I was it, like, it, I'm gonna kill myself after I. I don't ever want to watch a movie where I'm like, I mean, I've I've seen terrible movies, but I'm like, that's I'm crazy because I don't but, watch Broadway plays. Yeah, I don't I've obviously. Seen, I'm not rich. I've seen a few Broadway plays. Yeah, I so, like. Look, I tried to watch a kind of a similar presentation of Lim is Rob, and I wanted to gouge my eyes out. Yeah, I it's not for anything. I, I mean, I. Yeah. You guys know, like, I like opera. Like, I like opera. We've done a little. We did uh, uh, SF uh, opera thing. I enjoy opera, that yeah. shit. It's yeah. insane. But maybe because the music's beautiful. I don't know. Um, I've seen like Aladdin. I've seen uh, The Lion King. I've seen Frozen, and I fell asleep. So I mean, yeah. No, the, sometimes play, it works. Sometimes play wise, play wise. No, not on ice. The real actual plays. So <laughs> I've also heard yeah. that this is something that gives you, or is is better like obviously live, like in person. Probably. I mean. But the thing is, it's not even the play thing. Like, Nabil, I would love to see the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Right. But it's maybe it's the play with musicals just doesn't work for me. Maybe that's it. I'm not going to finish it. I the thought, Like I said, the thought of watching two more hours, when I thought I'd already watched an hour and a half at least, I said, I have to be at least an hour and a half in. And it said 39 minutes and 23 seconds. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't do this. <laughs> and then I just watched uh, other stuff, basically. That's all. It was just like, fuck. I tried. So I, you can't say that I only watched ten minutes like last time. So I tried. 
So, little update. Well, I'm Jeez. glad to hear you tried. Yeah. So, I was like, I wanted to like it, but it just didn't work. So, uh, and that's basically everything that we've been watching here, guys. Let's get on now to our topic of the week, which is a mini review of the Studio Ghibli film Whisper of the Heart. All right, guys, so uh, let's get into Whisper the Heart. This was released in 1995 in Japan. It sits at a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb description is a love story between a girl who loves reading books and a boy who has previously checked out all the library books she chooses. Directed by Yoshifumi Kondo. This is actually his only movie that he directed because, sadly, three years after this came out, he died from a brain aneurysm, so he did not get to... Yeah, he's only one of... uh, He's the first person to... uh, Directed Ghibli film that was not Hayao Miyazaki or the other guy. I apologize. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Uh, we, I, I don't too. know if you guys know, but we did watch... I watched the American version again. Because, you know. Uh, we have Brittany Snow as Shizuku. Uh, David Gallagher as Seiji. Gene Smart as Asako. James Seeking as Seiya. Courtney Thorne-Smith as Shiro. Ashley Tisdale as Yuko. Harold Gold as Shiro. And Carrie Eels. Eels, sorry. Eels? Eels? I can't. I'm Eels. butchering this. Right, you got it. Uh, sure. Robin Hood himself, Men in Tights, uh, the Baron. So, uh, overall, just like the other ones, guys, I know it's been a while um, since we've done these Ghibli films. We're, we're basically are spoiling these. Uh, we'll keep it to a minimum, of course. We're not. Gonna, there's not much to even spoil in this movie, but uh, I do want to start with you, Nabil, on this one. This is uh, our newer one with Ghibli films, kind of re- rebooting it off of a, a list we had before where we're kind of going off the 2018 and 19 Stewie Ghibli uh, films. And, we were following uh, the Ghibli Fest. Fest, but, yeah. Right. Yeah, now we're doing our own. Well, I mean, this is still technically part of the 2018 one because we're still catching up. But <laughs> Yeah. We're, so, we, mean, we combined we're it our ourselves own. to make yes. it uh, something. I even took yeah. from the canceled 2020 to add to our list. So It's uh, the Ghibli Pals Fest, okay? Yeah. It's a little different. <laughs> so, Nabil, just right off the bat, what did you... Uh, have you seen Whisper of the Heart, by the way, Nabil? I, I had not. No, I okay. haven't seen this what one. Did you, what did you think about it? I, I loved it. I liked it way more than um, I thought I was going to. Because if you watch the trailer they have in uh, Don't HBO watch the Max. Yeah, <laughs> Don't watch the trailer for any of these ever. It doesn't help at all. I'm like, what is this? This doesn't look interesting. What the hell's, but, country, uh, what the hell's country Road playing for? Yeah, it was uh, Country Road. Very odd choice of song, especially when they're singing. You know, it wasn't even pertaining to Japan. But I was like, kind of works. You know though, what? Right? It works. I like the music. <laughs> yeah. They have its theme throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made me think. So did they sing this in English while they were the, for the Japanese version? I don't know. Actually, I don't know yeah. the answer to that because it goes with the rhythm of what they're doing, and then right. they, they mix it up, and they're like, okay. And but then I mean, they do play the Japanese one at the end. Of yes, the movie. they do in the end. They do. Yeah. And and yes, we all saw the English version, English dub one, because you know we're you know we're very Basic. cultured. It's fine. I don't. Yeah. I don't well, mind. I mean, we've already watched several of these already also might as well rock and roll the whole way right but you know also these studio ghibli films and especially this one it's like the gold standard of dubbing like they do an excellent job of these these dubbing and the voice i'll say these versions are the ones that do well because the initial ones to build were not very good this is the 
second or third iteration of dubbing for these movies. Yeah, it's I mean when Disney oh, took them I over see. and then later they even I think them. G Kids. Yeah, th- there's there's a few movies early on I think that have three different versions. So it's like oh crap. I mean it sounds mm-hmm. great. It's very yeah. seamless. You can actually hear emotion. It's not just somebody talking. You know, saying lines. <laughs> yeah. so, which would say no Dragon Ball anime. episode, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, but no, the film, the film is great, and it's very. Uh, I don't, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit in detail about it, but it's just it's a different story than from the other Studio Ghibli films. I think as far as like, um, what what the subject matter is. It's I want to say, is direct. this our first like drama one? Outside of because most mm-hmm. of Ghibli ones we've seen are fantasy. I mean, fantasy basically, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they've For all the got some part. kind of fantastical element to it. And it was like, I don't a talking Not pig that one, flies man. a vehicle is fine to me. I don't know about <laughs> you, sir. Poor <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm the Batman. Um, what did you think, Marco? I really enjoyed this one. I didn't know what to expect. I went in blind, didn't watch a trailer. That's the best For most go. of the Ghibli films, I've gone in blind without mm-hmm. watching trailers. And Good. this one is, it's a delightful tale. I, I really liked it. At first, I didn't know what to make of it, but as the story expanded and um, as the characters evolved more, uh, Shizuku and Seiji, I began to really enjoy the movie. And, it, and yeah, like when the Bill said, it does kind of stray away from the norms of the Studio Ghibli movies of being more fantasy-like and having more of a, a nature versus you know technology. Um, not really this one, right? Type of yeah, yeah. It doesn't all. really have that aspect to it. It's very much more grounded. Um, the only fantasy aspects really are just like in the in the dreams or in um, the Shizuku's imagination, right. which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, it's a nice way to kind of like blend those two genres together. But overall, it's it's a delightful tale. I li- I liked it. Um, I felt quite connected to the story to a point. Um, obviously I'm not a middle school student anymore, but I mean, still oh, Marco's like, <laughs> I've checked out the same <laughs> book. Someone else did too. <laughs> like, did purpose, you son of a bitch. Is this my life? No, he saw it. He said, you listen to the, the same is podcast. The, is the guy, what? is the guy's name Marco? Seiji. Thank <laughs> I did. I gotta <laughs> say like, I would, because Shizuku and Seiji, they both have names that start with an S and I'm just like, uh, wait, who's who again? Hold on a second. So I had to keep looking at the IMDb to be like, wait, who's, which which one Shizuku again? Like, but you, you, you um, can read the kanji, bro. Come on. I mean, still, <laughs> man. No, I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked it. The and the animation again is is really good. Um, a lot of the animation I read was inspired by like an independent painter who yeah. invited yeah. Uh, Miyazaki to one of his ex- exhibitions. And Miyazaki bought one of his paintings, and it's still hanging at the Studio Ghibli at oh, their studios. Cool. I like that. And then he asked Miyazaki asked this artist to uh, work on this movie and collaborate, which is like why, like the especially with like when they're looking out to the horizon and it's I, like I, a pan I, shot and stuff. I have a note like that that's, that's like a really good shot too. <clears throat> dude yeah like that's why the, they look like so gorgeous and everything but um yeah, yeah i really like this movie it's, it's, it's kind of hard for me not to like a studio ghibli movie oh we'll get to those ones trust me i've left those in the end back in on purpose there's a reason uh no i mean for the most part i like them all too but uh it's hard to believe a lot of these it's crazy that studio ghibli films hold up so well i think because of the animation 
especially for a movie that came out, uh, goddamn, 25 years ago at this point, right? Yeah, no, I'm not doing the math. Wait, no, I am doing the math right. Never mind. Yeah, 25 years. And this one is, it's it's a drama, right? It's about a girl that's basically trying to find herself and figure out what she wants to do in life, and she feels like she's walking the steps of her older sister gives her a hard time or mom and dad are kind of like hey you know maybe you're not going to do well I, I guess in Japanese culture you have to apply to like high schools from the sound of it in this one it's in in many different uh, four nations in El Salvador it's like that too like you have to take entry so exams so it's competitive to, to get school. into a better high school and Shizuku in the beginning of the film is very much like a daydreamer and kind of thinks of her own life and yeah. doesn't really think about the future and after meeting Seiji, she kind of wants to focus. Because Seiji's a violin maker and has kind of a goal in life. And through meeting him and... I mean, it's it's a romance to a point, obviously. They're middle school kids. Like, who knows, right? But right. they try to play on it a little more. And it, she realizes that she needs to do better in her life itself. And um, I mean, outside of the fantasy aspects of it with the Baron and stuff, that's that, that really gets kind of random, I guess. If you think about it, but it's like the Baron is showing her like this is your life if you can follow these steps and yeah, it's sort of like her her inner voice, her her yeah. conscious t- telling her like to follow her dreams and to um, do or, or do something in life that she would really love and stuff. And it's it's very relatable because everyone oh, wants yeah. to do something that uh, artistically inclined especially those who are artistically inclined they want to yeah. do something that they're good at and yeah, want to enjoy their career and stuff like that but like the, like the whole conversation that she had with her dad when he says you know it's going to be tough it's you know you're going to f- you know, you're going to fail a lot and yeah. you know it's not going to be an easy road and it's very true like it's very relatable because i'm sure like we've all been in that position where we want to pursue a dream and know that there's a lot of competition for that type of stuff because everyone wants yeah. to be like original and creative and uh it's it yeah it's fucking tough yeah definitely uh so i mean i i think overall i, w- I would say this one definitely holds up in uh terms of does this hold up in 2020 kind of a feel for it obviously and uh um, bill shaking his head no so i don't, no, I don't know like <laughs> all i know is that goddamn cat um so i mean overall would you guys i mean you guys obviously i'm pretty sure you guys recommend this one um this is one of the more not super well-known ones but i guess i mean this you is know, the only one that has a sequel uh, actually by the way so which I, I i'm very interested to see what the sequel is about because they um this is not fantastical like we were saying, this is a very grounded well, story. Well, I'll say I'm this much: sure. it's it's a it's sequel in like it's like a spinoff, if that makes sense. Is yeah. is a sequel called The Cat Returns? Yeah, yeah. that's what we're gonna watch that... next. Week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I I will I, I'm gonna give you guys a bit of a spoiler alert here. The Cat Returns is probably near my bottom of the list, kind of thing. I would so. think so, based off of um, what I've heard of it. There's a couple things in it I don't like. Although no, there's even lower rated ones too, though on Ghibli that I like, like Tales from Earthsea. I think is actually pretty good. Would movie. you say that that movie explains why many of their movies don't have sequels? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I don't. Do I, I any of their movies anything. have sequels besides this one? I don't think so. No, this is the only one. Uh, yeah. Once again, it's only a spinoff, really. So. Yeah. yeah, there's stuff that are a little. I mean, the later Ghibli films are a little more grounded, I think, and like The Wind Rises and uh, From Up on Poppy Hill. But I, uh, stuff like this is where this is the most grounded at the time. Like I said, I think because come on, man, we've seen some really weird shit up into yeah. this one. I think this came out right after Pom Poco or Poco Rosso, one of the two with the damn um, raccoons. 
Raccoons. So if I remember correctly, yeah, this was Tanukis. The Tanukis. Sorry. But um, this. But yeah, I, I'd say it has aged well, and I, I, the overall themes and message. Um, I think. Yeah, it came out after Pompoko well too. So. I think it's weird. The only thing I didn't. <laughs> the whole film, I thought it was great. I thought it was a very sweet story. Yeah. Um, that it paced well. Uh, my only c- complaint was at the very, very end, how they ended it, and the line where, and again, we're spoiling this, so, where uh, Seiji says to Shizuku, I love you, and I can just kind of looked. Married? Yeah, can, can we get, and I just looked at it, it's like, But really? once again, they're in middle school. I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I, I just yeah, thought those fans gonna... <laughs> overly passionate guy. Just no, yeah, I was going to mention that, I was too. almost like, like was that a translation kind of thing, where, like, yeah, if it's in Japanese, it doesn't sound as so fucking straightforward? Probably. I bet so. But yeah, their they're little, their love and the fact that, you know, they're going to be yeah, together. Because it just kind of like, takes you out of it, I think. At least it did yeah. for me. Like, throughout everything that was going on, and suddenly he's like, I love you, or marry me, or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's just kind of like, just come here. Just. Yeah. It's kind of cool he came back. I yeah. Like, th- yeah. I mean, shit you wanna... it's, not, it's yeah. not perfect, but I, I think, like, overall, as, as a no, movie. It's a great story. I th- yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think, the, yeah. I think everything else works. And by the, this film was followed after this ninety five, and the next film they came out with this in ninety seven was Princess Mononoke. So, obviously film. they started making killings of shit. I mean, they always were really yes. successful. Um, so so far, if you guys are staying sticking around, uh, the movies we have seen, I'm gonna go through a list here. I just want to verify, so we're all on the same page. We've seen their very first one in nineteen eighty four, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. We've seen nineteen eighty six's Castle in the Sky. 1988's Grave of the Fireflies and My Neighbor Totoro, and 1989's uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, 1992's Parker Rosso, 1994's Pompoko, 1995, of course, Whisper the Heart. We've seen Princess Mononoke, right? You yes, remember that? Okay, 1997's yep. Princess Mononoke, 2001's The Spirit, uh, Spirited Away, 2004's Howl's Moving Castle, uh, 2008, I believe we watched Ponyo, Yes. And I think that's it so far. So, uh, Tune in next week for our next one on Ghibli, of course. We're going to be, as we just kind of ruined it, but uh, 2002's The Cat Returns. So we will be checking that one out too next time. It was like, yes. wait, what? Good God. What a twist. So let's go on then. I'll, actually, hold on real quick then. Between the movies we've seen, though, where, do, where does this one rank for you guys then? Since we've seen, I mean, I think we've seen at least 10 of them, right? Good God! I, I mean, I I definitely put it in my top five. I don't. I wouldn't put it the top three, but I, I say like top five. I don't have a specific slot. I could say we've seen twelve movies so far. So, okay. uh, so yeah, twelve s- movies. What about you, Marco? Say it's in my top ten, maybe even top eight. Top ten. I was like, there's only two missing from there. Yeah, <laughs> only two of them didn't make the cut. <laughs> um, it would it would Since be in, like in the upper like. In the upper echelon of those of the top ten, so like be like maybe between like six and seven, eight. At the I mean, worst. out of out of the ones we've seen so far, out of the twelve, yeah, about the same, probably six or seven. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's still good. It's still on my top ten list. It's really good. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Castle in the Sky is still my favorite one, and I'm obviously gonna watch that movie again now that that these movies are on HBO Max because mm-hmm. it's just I fucking love that movie. Only one is um, not on there, by the way. It's Grave of the Fireflies. Because they do not have the rights to it, so that's okay. Yeah. I don't think we, we should can watch, watch it that ever on again. It's very Hulu. sad. I know. I've seen it three times now, and that's three times too many. Yeah, because that movie is super fucking it's super depressing. Depressing, as yeah. you guys know. I think that was our last one we did, actually. Yes, it was. 
We ended it on a high note. We're like, yeah, everyone dies. What about you guys? Holy shit, man. Um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 nowhere near like that Spirit Away or Princess Mononoke like level of shit. Yeah, but it's yeah, a nice story though. Great. I'll say that much. Or Porco Rosso. I fucking love Porco Rosso. Yeah, see, yeah. I can see James in that fucking plane. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's <laughs> just another fat joke. See this? Yeah. And I I love Nasca Valley of the Wind, the first one. Yeah. That's one of my favorites, so... Dude, yeah. It's just these little things, but I think still, even on top, I Kiki's Delivery Service is one of my favorites, so... Well, I think, um, too, for this film, that this is, like, one that I, I could see as adapted as a uh, a live-action film. Like, it could be any kind of coming-of-age story that they put on over yeah. there and be done really well, mm-hmm. but... Uh, the fact Disney that could do live action of this and ruin it. I know. Well, as I'm saying, it's the <laughs> fact that it's animated and it resonates so well, uh, you know, gives it kind of just a testament to that storytelling and the animation style too. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, as much as uh, Country Road, the song, as much as it worked for this movie, um, and for like the background and as a theme. I mean, because that's really like the only song that's playing in the background. They don't really. I got use stuck in my much. head. I'm not gonna lie. I know. Dude, it yeah. did. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> it reminded me of Kingsman too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They use it, but quite a bit. um, but they didn't use a lot of musical scores in this one, and I think that to me is what brings it a notch down, a notch or two down. Is these other movies yeah. like Castle in the Sky, Princess Mononoke? They they have um, then Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Th- those movies like have such great scores and stuff yeah, that add to the ambiance of the movie and I think make them that much better because I mean that's part of at least for me what makes me love those movies too is like the score the the scenery the the action it's everything a good combo just goes of everything well. yeah yeah I, like goes, but like I'm saying so though this well. this is a pretty good watch I'd recommend it still I'd say check it out if you've never seen yeah, it absolutely. especially if you wanted something a little bit different if you're not really into the entire like fantasy because like I said everything I named was yeah, some kind of fantasy kind of thing. So, yeah. and they they don't have too many of the ones that are grounded in reality, but there's there's a couple. No. They're coming. So yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So that was our review of a uh, little bit review of Whisper of the Heart, 1995. It's uh, streaming now on HBO Max. Check a look at it under the Studio Ghibli uh, collection. Let's move on now to our uh, main review, though, of the new Hulu film Palm Springs. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. It's gonna be a beautiful wedding. Good day so far? Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. You, what is going on? Hey, get out of the water! Guess you followed me. Guys, I want want to start out uh, Palm Springs just as a heads up that uh, it's almost impossible to talk about this movie without spoiling it because of the the entire premise of this whole thing. So... This is actually the first. Uh, have we done? No, maybe we have. So there's this first in a while, I guess. A spoiler. Greyhound. Alert. We kind of just kind of went in with spoilers too. Yeah, because it will. There we'll, wasn't, I, much there wasn't really much to spoil that. It's like, <laughs> like we said, do you not know who won? Yeah, uh, exactly. So Palm Springs, on the other hand, there's a premise to it. I, I would say if you haven't even seen the trailer, don't watch the trailer because it, it's gonna 
reveal to you what the movie's about. I think it's kind of fun to go in blind. Yes. Uh, so without further ado, here's the uh, IMDb description. And once again, if you haven't seen this, I'd, I'd recommend checking it out before listening to our spoiler, uh, our whole review here, because we're just we're gonna go right into it. So, when Carefree Niles and reluctant maid of honor Sarah have a chance encounter at a Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated as they are unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. Directed by Max Barbacow, he's a first-time director. And this is starring Andy Samberg as Niles, Kristen Milotti as Sarah, J.K. Simmons as Roy, Peter Gallagher as Howard, Meredith Hagner as Misty, Camilla Mendez as Tala, and Tyler Hawkland as Abe. Mr. Superman himself. Um, so what did you guys think about this one? I will start with you, Marco. I loved this movie. I Spoiler alert, I did too. Yeah, I really fucking loved this movie. I didn't know what to expect. I went in blind, and James is correct. Go in blind. Don't watch a trailer. I think it's a better experience that way. For a lot of these movies that we're kind of just picking out of the box, I'm trying to go in blind and not read or see anything, and I'm glad I did it for this one. At first, I thought that the whole like repetitiveness of repeating like the same day, the whole Groundhog's Day aspect of it, I thought, I was like, huh, I wonder what they're going to do different, and... I like the fact that it wasn't just Niles reliving that, but that Sarah was also joining him in this. That added kind of a little twist to it that I personally haven't seen in a movie. Yeah, definitely. I like the performances. Andy Samberg was great. I think this is one of his best performances. He does a good balance of being funny and witty and all Andy Samberg-ish. At the same time, like there's one scene where him and Sarah like have a real serious conversation on the side of a road. And, you know, she asks him something that he had lied about and he just fucking lets it out. And his whole performance in that entire scene was just great and just sold it for me. So that also added to me liking the movie. The comedy was just great. It was raunchy. It was no holds barred. So basic Annie Sandberg shit. Um, so, yeah, I even though it was like I guess like a rom com, it still worked for me. It wasn't your typical rom com either, and it wasn't just like them trying to you know work out their problems when you know when they're falling for each other, but also trying to figure out how the fuck they're gonna get out of this situation of reliving the same day over and over again. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I I would definitely watch this movie again because I enjoyed it that much. Cool. Uh, what about you, Nubu? Uh, I I agree. Yeah, it, I I enjoyed the movie a lot. It was very funny. There was just a lot of good dialogue. The jokes were very because Andy Samberg's character is very cynical of everything, rightfully so. He's just you know doesn't care about much, and he just care is just so crass on everything. I think the initial meeting with jk simmons and that whole interaction is hilarious, <laughs> hilarious just yeah. suddenly so fucking random. Yeah. <laughs> i like how when you realize like there it doesn't matter what happens right he's just like why not just walk up to the guy and reach into his pocket right yeah. i got it <laughs> like fuck it so it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah um, i like how he's just fucking drinking the whole time because he's like why the fuck not i'm not gonna be hung over tomorrow so can't die yeah. nothing doesn't yeah. matter yeah, and I mean, like, for somebody who's apparently been living that life for a very long time, why does he need to care? Like, it's hopeless, yeah. so he's, he's just doing... He's stuck in whatever. the time loop for 40 years. 
Is that what it is? Yeah. Holy crap. According to the writer, he's been stuck for 40 years, so that's why Holy he does. Shit. He can't even recall like what his job was because he's like, I don't even remember. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, dude. So yeah, he's that's, that's why he's done time. it so many times that he he has it perfected. So. Yeah. That explains a lot why he knows like mm-hmm. just everything. But it also good. shows you that I mean, well, I'll get into it in a sec. Like, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I watched it with my girlfriend. She didn't like it because you know she only doesn't really like stuff like this. So. It's fine. She watched the whole thing with me, though. It was only an hour and 25 minutes. So. Was it the sci-fi aspect that threw her off? Yeah. She doesn't like yeah. that stuff. Yeah, you guys know. It's not for everyone, but I personally yeah. liked it a lot. Um, personally, you, Marco, I know you talked about Andy Samberg, but I think Kristen Milioti is the star and standout in this entire film. Plays Sarah. And yes. She's very relatable. She's stuck in this thing, too, and she's, you know, she has a dark secret herself. Um which is revealed. That reveal was so good. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I kind of like, fig- which makes yeah, sense. Because I, I was like, who's in the shower then? Because Howard like, is always like, oh, she, you weren't in your room already. I checked at like six and she was gone already. Like, oh, because she wasn't never in her room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Fucking Superman trying to smash, man. Yeah. I mean, and then Camilo Mendez, who's from Riverdale. So they, you know, dive deep on the CW cast on this one, <laughs> uh, plays Sarah's uh, younger sister, Tala. And I think. Uh, we don't get too much really from them outside of like you do figure out that Abe, you know, is regretful of it, and it's like okay. And what I liked about the whole aspect of it all is like Andy Samberg stuck for forty years, right? And not once did he think to use the time correctly to try to figure this out, you know? Until Sarah kind of figures it out, like, hey, I'm gonna actually fucking like, she's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, like, I'm yeah, gonna that, use my time you know, to do it. I was gonna mention that later, but I liked that whole scene like of watching her kind of study quantum, like, quantum physics, physics and, and everything. Yeah, right. I thought that was really cool. Like that it's I just, was like that is so different and it I like shows that. you though like I mean I know this is like sexist but a lot of times girls are a lot smarter than guys and they kind of get right to like you know what how about we try to figure this out and guys are like I'm just going to deal yeah. with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. for 40 fucking years like I'm <laughs> fuck it I don't, I don't know I just I've tried everything I've tried to kill myself or stay awake and make it to the next day and uh, I guess it doesn't work. And like, that's all you did? Like, I, I think of, like, Groundhog Day where, like, he learns how to play the fucking piano, mm-hmm. everything, you know? Like, he learns... He, he was becomes, up there for, like, about the same amount of time. Yeah, too, he's right? super smart and shit, you know? And he learns all this stuff and uses his time wisely. While, on the other hand, like Nabil's saying, Andy Samberg has become so cynical about life. And his whole MO is kind of like, don't worry about shit. Like, it doesn't matter anyways. And everything he says is false to a point, And he's just trying to hook up with people. Man, and I like men how there was women. no trick or anything, no freaking magic to do it. Like, she actually had to use, like, real science to She's figure like, it out and try to find a way out of this up. paradox. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that's very different. It was random, though, in the beginning. I do like how yeah. um, out of nowhere, Roy's, like, hunting an Alice down. And yeah, it's like, what funny. the fuck is going on here, right? <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> but they're you, all, you they all kind of know his family why. Yeah, because he's so pissed, but then he realizes uh, after an incident between them all that he's like, fuck, that sucked, right? <laughs> I didn't yeah. even realize I was putting you through all that shit. And J.K. Simmons was kind of like the perfect guy to put into that position. And I was like, oh, this is this is pretty hilarious, you know? And, um, yeah, overall, like I said, I, I really liked it, man. I think um, just jumping into something else here, the, the fact that they found new ways to use the whole Groundhog Day kind of um, scenario and kind of make it their own i thought was cool even though i mean that came out what 27 years ago at this point and yeah 
It's but still they, like a fresh they, take on it. Niles really emphasizes like, yeah, you can die and wake up, but you do feel pain. And yeah. the people around you, he's like, they're actually going to f- still feel pain too. And the, he emphasizes that's still that like too. A, yeah, you fuck them up in a way, right? Like, oh, yeah, they just witnessed that. It's di- yeah, it's very different than uh, like other movies or specifically Groundhog's Day where it's like, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want and you have no consequences. But he really does think about that and says like, no, like you're going to live through that pain. He mentions that he was stuck in the ICU for like 30 days or something in severe pain, just dying slowly. Yeah, because like, they kept him awake cause so he wouldn't go into a coma too. And I think Roy yeah. has a similar incident when he gets pinned against the car, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> but it's cool it's like it, it's produced by the lonely island by the way so both of um andy Saverick's boys produced this one and, and you can tell like they it, it seems like it's tailored for what they do with their comedy it but i did like the fact that they still keep it very um uh there's like serious moments in it too between sarah niles and it, it's hard for either one of them to admit that they're you know in love and found the right person after especially uh andy samberg's character is so cynical about life and uh sarah herself is you know she's you know she feels like she's never lived up to her parents um i guess like their image of her she's the older sister so apparently she should be the one that's moving forward before her sister tala and you know it's just one of those things where by the end of it i i did like her little speech to her sister and it's like it's it's very heartfelt like you see her character uh become someone different by the end i thought the development was really well done so yeah, I liked her story arc also. It, um, I felt it was very fitting, and um, I agree. Like, she, um, at first, she's kind of cynical, just like Andy Samberg, and that's how they start getting along because they pretty much see and view the world, like, the same way. Like, mm-hmm. love and all this is, like, bullshit and stuff, but then she, like, comes to realize, like, why those connections matter and why those experiences really matter in life because, you know, without them, that you don't really have a life without those experiences and stuff. Yeah. She realizes when she's living the same day over and over and over again, it's like you lose that. And when it's taken away, you're like, Oh shit. You know what? Those things actually do have meaning. Yeah. I also think that, uh, they, they gave outside of just the two main characters. I think they actually gave a good perspective on the other characters around them. Like there, obviously there's not a lot of growth with every character in their redemption arc, but or there's like a redemption arc with uh, Tyler Hulchlin, his Was it Abe, the the, the soon-to-be groom, husband, yeah. the groom? Yeah. Um, like you don't really get to see redemption, but you get to see the interaction of them changing things up each time and trying to have a conversation of like, you know, we shouldn't have done this, and he he cries in the shower. Cries in the shower. And she's or like, oh, shit, yeah, and she realizes it. Or like he's you know he's just one of the bros and is hanging out there like doing drugs inside uh, his bedroom or <laughs> you know it's it's a different scenario each time so you get to see different reactions if you put him in a different situation which is which is kind of what they did in Groundhog Day. Fucking minister as well. is the the fucking dude that has the drugs. Yeah, and his girlfriend cheating on him, right? Yeah, the, Marco. The, exactly. <laughs> Asian Marco. Um, his girlfriend oh cheating God. on him. Are you cheating on me? 
Right, and <laughs> and him just coming straight forward, like let's all. I thought that line was hilarious, where he's like, "Are you cheating on me?" He's like, "Let's no. be honest." Or, you're uh, cheating on me, you silly goose. Me? <laughs> she's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> or she's upset that he's not that uh, he's breaking up with her, but that he's the one doing the breakup and not her. She's you know, like, what like the heck? yeah. Seeing those scenarios and seeing how shitty those people really are. He doesn't ways. even really know the. Pe- I mean, he knows everyone because he's lived it so many times, but technically, yeah. nobody really knows who he is either. They're not a clue. And oh, I miss his boyfriend. Like, oh, they just kind of pretend. Like they the conversations the he has word. with the parents when he's, you know, making himself making a margarita, margarita or whatever every he's morning. Doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like as if they know they have no it's idea. Because Sarah's running away from her true feelings. <laughs> yeah, I think just those parts of the film makes makes it more um, unique compared to some of those other films that do the the repeat time loops. Because you're always yeah. focused on the main character, of course, and. Obviously, there's the the whole catch of them repeating each day, but being able to see the interaction of the other people there constantly. Mm-hmm. I think my only thing that I was upset, what I'd like to see more of, was the guy that's with him in the pool in the morning, um, where he hooked up with at one point, and they're yeah. like, yeah. he's a nice guy. Like, I, f- I feel like there's more there that they could have gotten out of that character, especially when he's like sitting down and the talking day's to him. Young still, yeah. <laughs> that's the same dude he slept with too yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that sure is he tried it out he even slept with the dead yeah he, he, what he said he was lying doing, but he America? wasn't lying what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> the bartender i was like oh that's a sloppy one yeah so yeah. you know the, those kind of things are there there's I think a lot of good the jokes different. yeah so, like the guy that he learns to shoot the gun with he's like i'm your son He's like, 30 <laughs> no, years he ago. Help yeah. And he's like, what's the He's that fucking story against Because he, he'd already heard it. He's like, I'm the guy. <laughs> they have a little good, like, a little good payoffs like that. I like that a lot, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was surprising. The campfire scene was really good when uh, when they see the dinosaurs. Hella random because they're really That's high. That's a, a very mushrooms. random thing. Oh, they're super high. I don't think they really saw dinosaurs. But no, you see they showed it at too. the end, though, too. But uh, I what did I they? really liked it. Yeah, they showed it again. But when they were panning away up top, you could see the dinosaurs. Um, so I'm assuming they're like statues then that are out there. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they saw dinosaurs. But yeah, I really liked that maybe scene too. the dinosaurs too. never left. It stood out. The best scene was uh, when when uh, Andy Samberg and J.K. Simmons were at J.K. Simmons' house. And he's talking about his kid. And it's just saying he's just <laughs> watering oh, the shit. watering the shit on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> the he's things like, he's living that. for. Yeah. Here's my kid watering shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, can I stay for dinner? No, you're kind of creeping the kids out. I was like, oh, shit. He kind of is. He did just show up randomly. Yeah. Can you kill me one for one? He's just old-time some strange sick? guy. And I like the payoff. Some strange guy just coming to talk to like one of your family members. You're just like I like the payoff uh, at the end though too. By the way, at the end of the credits, great. where you find out that she called uh, Roy. Actually, she actually left him like instructions, like, "Hey, we're gonna that try was the this message, thing, yeah. and like, uh, if this works, this is you're like we wouldn't know who you are, and that's why when he meets Niles again in the mid credit scene." Niles doesn't recognize Roy at all. He's like, uh, do I know you? And then he smiles because mm-hmm. he knows it worked. And like, hey, now yep. you can blow yourself over C4. Which is great that they did what that. What if he didn't so time it right, though? Well, I think you would still live, though, right? The whole thing yeah, is like, either works up, or like, doesn't. Fuck, I need to do it a second earlier because it didn't yeah. work. And the dinosaurs are real. But at least that gave you like that closure to saying that he could have escaped. Yeah, and I will yeah. say I thought uh, Andy Sandberg and Chris Emiliotti uh, had a really good chemistry together, too. They did, yeah. It was really good. Although, nice. you know what? That would explain why they saw dinosaurs. Maybe. Came out of the mountain, right? <laughs> they yeah. got stuck inside there, too. Because with the explosion and everything, it could yeah. have 
tweaked something. They've I don't know. Just it's just a wild theory. I, I did think maybe. one thing was weird, um, and I never understood it. The the first time where she was thinking it was like Groundhog Day, it's like, I just need to redeem myself by doing a selfish act. She tells um, her sister she slept with her husband. Yeah, but, but, right. But yeah. I think the thing that was weird was that there was an earthquake when that happened, and there was never an earthquake that happened after that, and I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Uh, no, that was the, the same time when the earthquake happens every time, I guess. It happens at a certain time every day, and that opens up the mountain, right? Yeah. And I guess because she delayed the wedding, it was more noticeable. Because it happened oh, during it. Okay. Normally, that wouldn't have happened. They would have kept going straight Right, because they never noticed it yeah. before. Yeah. All right, that would make sense now. Yeah, I thought the same thing. But yeah, I was like, oh, she thinks she's okay. She's like, fuck it. I'll wake up tomorrow now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where her sister's like, I can't do this. And they're like, what's going on? Yeah. And that's when I thought, what did she do? Uh, so, overall, guys, like, there are several other time loop movies. There's even stuff before Groundhog Day, but, I, you know, that's obviously the most popular one. But movies like Source Code, Happy Death Day, Edge of Tomorrow, About Time. Um, what did you did you think this kind of was? How did you guys think this kind of related to things like that, or does this on the same level, or did you not like those movies, uh, Nabil? Yeah, I, I think that this is it's definitely got its own twist. I'd probably akin, honestly the the rules. I'd probably akin it more to like uh, Edge of Tomorrow, honestly, and, than anything else because it's there's no like consist. It it's always a consistent. Same thing that's going to happen no matter what yeah. you do. You have to break out of that loop a very specific way. Whereas everything else, you could, uh, uh, you just have to achieve a, a certain a comp, a goal to be mm-hmm. able to do it. Yeah. So I think Edge of Tomorrow is probably the closest thing. But yeah, I think it's definitely on par to, to do that. Is it? It's. I think the jokes are funny, so it's watchable to an extent. But I do think that it might not hold up very long after a while, um, just because it's not, um, you know. The jokes are going to, I feel like, get a little dry after a while. But maybe that's just me. Yeah, that might be you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like in a second view, you'd probably catch more stuff. Uh, what about you, Marco? I'd say, yeah, it did it very well. It's uh, For me, it's more like a mix of Edge of Tomorrow and Groundhog Day. Because just like in Groundhog Day, you know, you learn to live without consequences, do whatever you want. They learn things uh, um they learned about the town and about the people in it just like in Groundhog's Day, but then when they mention it on a different day, people are like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. So they, they have that similarity. At the same time, just like just tomorrow, they have to do like a task in the in an exact moment at the exact same like time that something else is going on yeah. in order to break from the loop. So it's kind of like a, like a marriage of those two ideas. And I think it's done well because of the fact that it's also surrounded by comedy and really like witty jokes and like Nabil was saying you get a little bit more of exposition from the background characters especially with Roy you learn more about him and what his deal is and um, as well as like how this potential situation even though the family isn't aware that this is happening like it's still like affecting them to a certain point as well because these relationships don't carry on Everything is just stuck in this loop. So that aspect of it and the fact that it visited that a little bit more kind of differentiates it from some of these other films, which I also liked. Yeah, I'd say um, I don't really, truthfully, guys, source code, I remember not liking, by the way. So Yeah, neither did I. And I didn't like that twist at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I remember. And that's a movie that I probably should rewatch. But uh, this is really close to. It's such a long time. Yeah, I mean, I probably haven't seen it since it came out. Um, 
Groundhog Day, Edge of Tomorrow, and Happy Death Day. Um, and Happy Death Day to you, actually, because they kind of, uh, especially the sequel to that one, they explain why this is happening the sequel in a scientific does, way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, oh, this is just like uh, what they're doing here, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, about Time, I would say, is more about a guy that knows can go to specific points in his life before his kids are born at certain times and all that jazz. Pretty good movie. Uh, but n- not really a, a – more of a time loop one. Not really a time loop one, more of a time travel one. But, uh, yeah, uh, I thought it did really well, like I previously said. Uh, overall, guys, though, I, I'm pretty sure we'd all recommend this. So. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, yeah. This is a really good movie. I think most people will like this one. It kind of came out of nowhere, too, which is pretty nice. Um, Plus, I mean, what else are you going to watch right now? <laughs> well, you can you can watch Hamilton, bro. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, you can watch Hamilton. Hey, and, I, I um, You can also watch that other movie Nabil saw. I already forgot the name. The Old Guard. The Old Guard. Hold Guard or Old Guard? I forgot. Old, old I mean, guard. If you've seen those two, what else are you, you gonna, gonna watch. watch right now? Come on! You can only watch Scoob so many times, guys. <laughs> so, without uh, further ado, though, guys, that is the end to our podcast and review of Palm Springs. Thank you again for listening, feedback, response, and reviews. Um, let us know how they can reach us, Marco. Never, because we are stuck in a time loop. Also, so you'll never be able to reach us again. I'm sorry. Episode seventy-eight repeats over and over. No. Yeah, it ends here, baby. Just kidding. No, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Like and share our posts if you so wish. Thank you so much to those who have responded to us on Instagram and our stories. We really appreciate it. We like hearing from you. Glad you guys all like Clue, by the way. (laughs) A lot of you guys like Never Ending Story, and that makes me question some of you guys' taste in movies. Well, yeah, because the bill is right. That's some of you had some jokes, which we appreciated, of course. As some of always. you sent some inappropriate photos as well, and we got to ask those <laughs> certain people <laughs> to not stop respond that, again. And <laughs> you've been blocked. So, <laughs> I, uh, if I see one more dick on this fucking feed, I'm I'm done. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Mark. Also, <laughs> also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, or iHeartRadio, hit that subscribe button. And you'll never miss an episode. Please leave us a review. Again, you can do it as simple as the question that we left you this last week. Yay or nay? That's all you got to say. Yay or nay? And then hit those five stars. Because yeah. so we really that. love you. Try to get that 4.5. Tune in next time for episode 79, where we will be reviewing the new David Ayer film, The Tax Collector. Until then, though, guys, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one. <laughs>